guys? Welcome to episode 43 of the Brave Birds Pod. Artie, this NHL game, this NHL series is getting good. What you got for me? So right now, uh, the Colorado Avalanche are sitting up 2-1. to one. Uh, We had game three last night. Fantastic game. Um, let me break down this entire series for you so far. We had an extremely close game one out in Colorado. Uh, the Avs won 4-3 to three in overtime. Fantastic game. Avalanche went up early. Lightning fought all the way back to 3-3. Then the Avs scored pretty early uh, in overtime uh, to go up 1-0. Game two, the Avalanche really just took off. Um, home ice really seemed to make a difference. Uh, they won 7-0. Lightning did not even show up. It was probably one of the worst games Vasilevsky's played. I think offense just really didn't have any answers. But they flew home back in Tampa. Lightning won big in game three. Uh, not as big as uh, the Avalanche did in game two, but uh, they were able to finish 6-2 um, to get that first win on home ice. And now Colorado, like I said, is winning 2-1 uh, to one in the series. Um, unfortunately for the lightning, uh, Kucherov did sustain an injury, kind of got pinned up against the board, uh, early in the third, uh, and kind of skated off, um, during a power play and went down into the tunnel. Um, but as of right now, he should be back for game four. And unfortunately, uh, point is still going, is still looking like he's going to be doubtful. Um, but yeah, overall, great series. I mean, you still see fantastic defense overall from the Lightning that showed last night and in game one. And Vasilevsky really was showing up last night. Uh, I think if the Lightning can keep everybody and have the right matchups, I think that they stand a chance. And it's it's hard to root against them. Uh, it's, it's hard to bet against them for sure with it being, uh, you know, they're the two-time champs. They've got a bunch of guys that have played a ton of minutes. They've got multiple guys uh, that are in top 25 record boards for minutes and postseason games and postseason wins and scores. Uh, but the Avalanche are just playing a different brand of hockey right now. They are fast. They move the puck incredibly well. They see a lot of different openings. Uh, but they did pull their goalie last night. So we're going to be interesting to see who actually gets the start in game four. When they pulled the goalie? Uh, late in the second. Dang. Uh, yeah, after the Lightning scored their third or fourth goal in the second period, um, they pulled their goalie. Dude, I'm surprised they pulled him. I know it was like after like three or four goals, but the way he played in those first two games, I thought they would just keep him out there. But I guess they did want to just see how their backup goalie does for if they do want to start him next game. Yeah, it was one of those instances where, you know, he... Kemper, who was their starter uh, first two games and for last night, uh, and primarily for the season, he just really struggled last night, gave up five goals, and second period really just fell apart. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah, I know they scored very early in the game, like eight minutes into the game. Really thought the Avs, I was like, they pressure hard, they push, and they get the goals. I was like, I don't know if the Tampa Bay can handle it, but apparently they can. So I was really thinking it was going to be a sweep for a minute, and then that happened. I was like, all right, I'll take it. Good good series coming at you. 
Yeah, it's exciting. We'll see what happens game four tomorrow. Dude, hockey's fun to watch. Hockey is awesome. I love it, and I, I, I absolutely love that Alex likes hockey too, growing up as a Caps fan. so. Oh, that's okay. nice. Yeah, she, uh, she said uh, last night that she couldn't root for the Lightning. I really... Uh, there was so there there one of the players that's on the Avalanche. She had a big crush on as a kid. So mm-hmm. when he played for uh, the Caps, so he she was like, "No, I can't, I can't refer him." <laughs> Dude, I'm so sad Atlanta doesn't have a hockey team. So as of right now, I think I'm a I'm a Bruins fan, just because that's who my, me and my dad always watched growing up when the Thrashers weren't playing. Because of course he's from Boston. So he grew up a huge Bruins fan, and since we don't have a home team anymore, but yeah, hockey hockey's great. Um, all right, NBA Warriors are your champs. Boo! I think everyone knew this was coming, but Artie. I know. I knew it was coming. I just really, really didn't want to admit it. I mean, that's fair. When I made my pick, I said I do not want them to win, but I just think they will. Yeah, I just said it once, and I had to stick with it, you know? I've been there before. I understand. Yep. I'll say, because what, me and you had Warriors in six, and Will had Warriors in five? I had five, you and Will had Oh, six. okay, the other way around, yep. But hey, I'm just happy mine hit. Um, Steph went off, got his first NBA Finals MVP award. Like, what a series. I mean, I'm sad because it wasn't great games. Every game was decided by 10 or more points. Like, none of them were close, and it was really sad. Um, Tatum is the very first player to have over 100 turnovers in an NBA Finals. Well, it wasn't in the NBA Finals, but 100 turnovers in the playoffs, I'm pretty sure is what it was. But the yeah, fact that that's a lot. How how do you how are you such a good scorer and stuff, but you turn the ball over that much? Like you can't do that and expect to win. But Smart and Brown both played very well. But I mean they didn't play they didn't play at the same time. Like they never played well at the same time, so and then of course Curry went off. Clay Clay really didn't show up at all that whole series. I think the maximum points he had was like eighteen. I mean, he showed up with the Hennessy at the after party for what it's worth. <laughs> True. Did you see the videos of him? I saw him running into a kid. Yeah, he dropped the trophy, ran into a kid. He was having a good time. Oh my. Well, hey, at least he had a great time. But I'm glad to see Curry got his NBA Finals MVP. Yep, that was the NBA Finals. I mean, there wasn't much to talk about because the games weren't really close. I feel bad for Horford, but at least he finally got to a Finals. So, he deserved getting there. But All right, Rhett, talk, talk to me about NFL and, this, and Gronk retiring. Okay, so Gronk put out his official retirement today, which a lot of people expected. I think when Brady retired, everyone knew he was done. And then Brady came back and everyone's like, oh, there's a hope. But he put it out officially today. Uh, had an amazing career, four Super Bowls over 11 seasons, never played 
a year without his best friend. Uh, yeah, I mean, he played great. Yeah, he was an amazing tight end. I think he's also, like, such a special piece for the Bill Belichick and Tom Brady offense for all the years with the Patriots. And then because of their connection, it just showed up in Tampa Bay as well. I mean, they truly were best friends. If you see them interacting with each other, like, they were – they they just got along well. It was very good. Um, beyond that, Deshaun Watson has 20 of his 24 cases settled. Um, we do not know amounts. They're not going to be released. There were four plaintiffs that did not agree to the settlement, so their cases will go on. Um, but it's looking like right now that he's going to be out for a full year, um, which is probably pretty well-deserved. Yeah, I wonder what uh, the Browns are going to do because Baker ain't playing for them. Okay, and then getting to our final piece of NFL news, the two remaining holdouts of the big-name players would be Terry McLaurin and DK Metcalf, and honestly, I do not blame them. I mean, DK Metcalf is about to have Drew Locke show up and be his quarterback, so he's not going to have the same stats that he did before, so he wants a big contract before then. And then in Terry McLaurin's situation... He has a quarterback that makes as bad on-field decisions as Deshaun Watson makes off-field decisions, so can't really blame him for wanting to sit out and try to get that big deal, too. Yeah, I'm surprised Scary Terry is just waiting. Isn't he? he Carson Wentz is his quarterback. Like, he wants to get signed. He wants an extension before he has, like, a bad year because of a bad quarterback and then doesn't get signed for the amount that he's worth because of the bad stats. Yeah, and especially the year he had last year, so that makes a lot of sense. And, I mean, it's the same thing with DK. He's going to have Drew Locke as a quarterback. Yeah, but luckily for DK, we know exactly what he can do with a good quarterback. Terry, that was what his – was that his second year, rookie year? Last year? Artie, we have an Ohio State question. Sorry, what was it? Uh, What year is McLaren – uh, well, McLaren is a car. McLaurin. Oh, McLaurin. Uh, They're both very quick. They're easy <laughs> to use. Yeah, give me one second. It's either second or third. He's about to come off of his rookie contract, and he wants a longer contract, but he has never had a good quarterback. I would love if we got Terry or DK. I mean, granted, I don't think we'd go for either of them uh, we because don't, we don't know we, what's even at quarter, who's at quarterback yet. And we don't have the money to pay either of them. I was about to say, A, we do not have money for two years. B, if we signed a big-name wide receiver, we would be wasting money. Because like, even if we sign them, we're not going to be a playoff team. We sign a really good wide receiver, we might get like six wins. But that's a waste. In two years, we need to sign someone when we like figure out the quarterback thing. All right, well, that's all we got for NFL. So let's move on to the Braves. Sadly, lost our 14-game win streak. What's our record this month? But we are 16-2 and two on the month, so you can't be too mad at them. Wow, 16-2. and two. The team we lost to must be pretty good. Ha, <laughs> I wish, because they broke a 10-game losing streak while beating our... 14 game aside, 16 and 2 this month. I don't care who the losses are to, is a great thing, especially with like we were struggling to get to 500. And the second we got 500, we hit fire. 
and I think we can replicate it. Like, I could see us going on a few decent win streaks this year, so I'll start up the next one. Yep. Although that might be hard to do when you play the Giants and the Dodgers back-to-back, but... Nah, we got this. We're good. Um, Yeah, we'll be just fine. Our pitching is the best it's been all season, so... Yeah, because in that loss, Morton actually had his best outing yet. He went seven innings pitch, three hits, nine strikeouts. Honestly, we lost... Or I'll wait until we get into the specific games before I talk about that. Sorry. Strider's already getting pulled. Yeah. yeah. Hit a sack fly. Giving up six. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't... He, his command wasn't great today. But hey, they all have bad outings. Uh, not Max. Uh, the first game of the year was a bad outing for Max. Doesn't count. First game of the year doesn't count. Yeah. I think it was the first two games, if we're being honest. Uh, doesn't count. <laughs> So I remember it was like the first two games and everyone's freaking out and then he's been on fire ever since. Yep. He's in that Cy Young category. But who did we just put in as pitcher? Uh Dylan Lee, I think. Yep, so we'll recap. Oh we did. We had um so we played the Nats, we swept them before ending our streak to the Cubs. We had ten home runs in two games against them and a total of thirteen home runs in the series. <laughs> During that same time frame, we had 20 home runs in five games, and that tied a franchise record of, like, home runs in five games. Goodness. We just like to launch. Yeah, that's another stat that I'm sad about. We are 5-12 and 12 in games we have not hit a home run. Like. <laughs> uh, well, then we need to start uh, getting on baseball. <laughs> As I say, we need to learn to play some ABC baseball and just get hits because, like that Cubs game, Mother Nature was completely against us. We probably would have had four home runs if the wind wasn't blowing as hard as it was. That game would have been four to two. We would have had four solo home runs. And yes, Contreras, their Contreras brother would have had a home run, but we still would have won that game if the wind was not blowing in. Yeah. But that also shows our dependency on hitting home runs. Like we were struggling to string hits together. I was going to say, I think we had two hits or two hits that whole game. Granted, we only gave them three hits. They only scored off of a walk into a sacrifice bunt. Um, He stole third. I don't know how Mentor let him steal third. And then a sack fly. Because Mentor didn't give up a single hit and they scored on him. So that, that loss was a tough loss. But I'll go back to the Nats. Uh, beat them game two, 10 to four. Swanson had a solo home run. Darno had three run home run along with three hits. So he went off that game. Azuna with the solo home run. Mike Harris gets his first home run in the bigs while having a three hit game with two RBI. Um, Azuna and Arcia both with two hits and then Freed probably his worst outing since those first two games, but listen to his worst outing five and a half, 5.2 innings pitched four earned runs, six strikeouts, one walk, and he still got the win. So he's seven and two, but I still feel like that was his worst outing since that second game. And the fact that that's one of his worst outings since I will take that all day. Or I will take that outing anytime. Yeah, I'm not going to complain about that. Yep. And then um, game three, we hit three home runs. 
Um, Arcia had a solo home run. He went off that day. He had four for four hits, two RBIs with a solo home run. And then Austin Riley had two home runs, three total hits with four RBIs. And then here, here I go again, talking about Mike Harris. Two hits, two RBIs. Like, what a game by him. What, what a player Mike Harris is becoming. And then Strider with a great outing, 5.2 innings pitched, one hit, two earned runs, 11 strikeouts, and two walks. And he got his third win of the season. Then talked about our first loss after the winning streak. Then we sadly lost again in the next game, 3-6. to six. Kyle Wright's worst outing of the season, in my opinion. He struck out eight people, though, but he let up 11 hits, five earned runs, and a walk. So In our first loss, Morton had his best game of the year, which is just kind of comical. Yeah, and then, so Kyle Wright didn't have a great outing. I don't, yeah, he got the loss. So he's seven and three, seven and seven and three, I think he is his record. Acuna Harris, the vault and Contreras all had two hits and otherwise Swanson had one hit. And those are the only people who hit that game. Duvall had that home run and Harrison Riley both had two RBIs. Is that, that's Mike Harris with two RBIs, three games in a row. Oh no, yeah. no. Minus the Cubs loss, of course. So, but still, minus that first loss. He's gotten very hot and hits the ball very routinely. Like, he's not going through any slumps like you see when some people come up. Mm -mm. So, I just hope it stays. So, let me go pull up that stat I sent y'all. So, in his first three MLB games, he went one for nine. In his late last 19 games since then, he's hit 375 batting average, 27 for 72, six doubles, two triples, three home runs, 13 RBIs, 639 slugging, and a uh, 1039 OPS. Like, do we have an Andrew Jones on our hands? On top of that, he's been fielding like Andrew Jones. Like, I haven't seen a weak side. He's made some incredible catches, and while he's doing that, like, he's showing up for hitting, too. Yeah. Like, he is just... I. All right, so while we're on this topic, what's going to happen when Rosario comes back? Honestly? Like, it's a tough decision. Um, Cause do... I think you have him... Depending on how he's playing, him, Duvall, and Azuna rotating, rotating DH. Mm -hmm. um, and then whoever's whoever Snit feels is better at fielding between Duvall and Rosario will play left. So the only issue with that is our catchers have been on fire too. So we've been playing one and DHing the other. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then when Ozzy comes back, then we have to decide if we have... I mean, he's obviously going to start, but then do we DH Arcia? <clears throat> it's a weird problem Why? with having too much talent. <laughs> I was going to say... Everybody's <laughs> been going off. Like, our DH could be Arcia, who has been an RBI monster. Harris, who's been a monster. Duval's been good. Both of our catchers have been good. Like, we don't have a bad option. But you know what sucks? Is that why, why are we... Why do we have to deal... 
what other teams have to deal with this kind of thing where you have to you have such a tough decision of who of what you're going to do because everybody's just popping off would you rather be in this situation or be in the situation of some teams where they have someone batting like uh 180 oh of course this situation they don't have a replacement yes so this is a good situation if someone gets cold we have other people to rotate in at any given moment yeah but um listen to this stat with duval like when he was in center field i was like yeah once uh once it, rosario gets back he's probably gonna replace uh duval but in 136 at bats as a center fielder uh duval hit 196 batting average um, with a 546 OPS, two home runs, 16 RBIs, 54 strikeouts. In 37 at-bats as a left fielder, he has hit 297 batting average, a 1114 OPS with five home runs, nine RBIs, 12 runs, and 10 strikeouts. Like, I feel like Duvall getting back to left field just put him back on his train. Of being good yeah i mean i think he's been really good and we have a lot of fielders that are very talented right now and i'm almost tempted to say like we need to ozuna's been hitting really well but he does not need to be an outfielder so then do we just make him the dh well as of right now he is being the dh but then you got Contreras, you can put a dh and us arcia once ozzy gets back granted That'll not be for another two months or three because he had successful when, foot surgery. When Rosario gets back, we have that same issue with another person. Yep. So we'll see what happens. I, I'm I'm honestly fine with this with this problem. <laughs> uh, but I'll go back to the games. Um, after our second loss, we came back, beat the Cubs six zero. Ian's. I think Anderson's best outing yet this year. 6.2 innings pitch, three hits, six strikeouts, two walks. Like, shut up. That was great. He got the W. Um, I want to say that's five wins for him. Um, Darno killing it again. He had a three-run home run. And then Mike Harris came out and got his third home run of the season. While Swanson Riley both getting two hits that night. And Olsen was three for three. And all of them were doubles putting him back in the lead for um, most doubles in MLB. And then last night, Monday, we're recording on Tuesday right now, Giants, we take them out 2-1. to one. Um, Freed had an exceptional game. Seven innings pitched, eight strikeouts, two walks. He had a tough eighth inning, loaded the bases. They brought in Will Smith. He, had a, he sadly let one run in on a sacrifice... Um, I think it was a sack fly, but I mean, one run after bases loaded, we'll take that. Um, yeah, that could be a lot worse. And then Arcia came in to save the day. Yep. Yeah, and then Arcia gets his second walk off of the year. First walk off was that home run, and then he got a single, a single uh, RBI for a walk off this game. Um,. Literally everybody on the team got a hit. Olsen was the only one who didn't. Mike Harris went three for three. Like, man, am I loving this guy. I think every year for the past four years, we have had someone come up and just dominate. 
and I lectured about it last week, but that's just a testament to our farm system. Being completely honest, I didn't know who Michael Harris was before this year. I don't research our farm system a lot, and he's come over and become a pivotal role in our team, just like Acuna did, just like Riley did, just like Swanson did, just like Albies did, and that's just the offensive side. Like We keep having people come up and show up. Yep. But, oh, very excited right now for the Braves. We are killing it. Um, so the Braves hit last, this was after last night. Um, they hit their 101st home run of the year, giving them a national league leading, they're leading the national leagues, but get this, the Atlanta pitchers have only allowed 51 home runs, which is the lowest in MLB. I like that stat because you run into... Uh, you know, baseball people who you know argue over ballparks and difficulties in ballparks. And yes, we have compared to fields like Wrigley and uh, Fenway in Boston, we don't have a super hard hitting uh, stadium. Uh, we get a lot of home runs, and it's a pleasure to be the home team with that. But with a stat of us giving up half as many home runs as we're hitting, including at home, that just shows you that even when, you know, good teams, good hitting teams come to Atlanta, they're also not hitting home runs. It's a testament to how good we are at hitting home runs. And it's a testament to our pitchers not giving up home runs, which is why I like that stat. Cause it'd be one thing if, yeah, we had 111 or 101 home runs, but if we were giving up 80 or 90, you know, then you just say, oh, they're just, you know, they play at a home run easy stadium. But that's not the case. We are double the home runs hit to the home runs that we've given up. Yeah, I love how, like, our pitchers are that good. Speaking of our pitchers, like, I know Ian and Morton aren't having their best years. They're still doing their role. But with Max Freed, Kyle Wright, and Strider stepping in into his own, granted, um, we are watching the Braves sec Giants sec uh, game too. Strider hasn't had the best outing. He went four innings and got pulled. Max Freed has a 2.77 ERA, 2.71 FIP, which uh, FIP is it's similar to ERA, but solely focused on the events of pitchers. Well, uh, including strikeouts, unintentional walks, hit by pitches, and home runs. All right, I'll just read out the fifths, and then I'm going to explain it all. So Max Fried has a 2.71, Kyle Wright has a 2.7, and Spencer Strider has a 2.06. The MLB average is 4.2, while they consider 3.8 and lower being, like, very, very good. And, of course, we're at 2.7. Like, that's nuts. That is insanely. <laughs> that's just wild, yeah. But as well, Kyle Wright has a 2.94 ERA and Spencer Strider with a 2.4. Probably going to go up after tonight, but still. What what a freaking rotation we have. And we still have Soroka coming back. Oh, I cannot wait. And Luke Jackson. Yeah, but... Yeah, Braves are finally getting in their own. I'm, lo I'm loving what I'm seeing right now. 
bullpen is getting back once uh, Tyler Matzik comes back. Our bullpen's going to be nuts again because Dylan Lee is doing really well right now. Um, O'Day is the only one I'm kind of worried about, but they still put him in, so at least he's showing good for them. And then, of course, Colin McHugh is back after going on that um, COVID list. And Will Smith is starting to show that he is back in postseason action again. Doing well, but that's all I got for the Braves. Artie, you want to take away the rest of the MLB? Yeah, uh, we've got uh, a lot of updates and, you know, pretty exciting stats uh, here in the MLB right now. Uh, Currently, I will go over all of the leaders for the divisions first, uh, per usual. The AL East, the Yankees, with the best record in baseball, are sitting at 50 and 17, and they are up. 12 runs (laughs) uh they are just showing up aaron judge leading the entire mlb with 25 home runs 12 games uh up on the rest of their division aaron judge is sitting at 25 home runs leading the entire mlb jameson talon with eight wins that is tied for first in mlb and i'll give you uh the rest of those names here in a second And Nestor Cortez uh, is sitting at a 1.94 ERA, which is the second best in all of Major League Baseball. All right, I'm going to interrupt that real quick just because it has to do with Nestor Cortez. Um, He just gave up his third home run to the same person. Where is... There it is. So in... Oh, no, that was Clark. Oh, that's a rip. Clark Schmidt just gave up a home run. Damn. Ah, oh, darn. We went to. We all know Clark Schmidt. We all went to. We went to school and played baseball with him. He's now pitching for the Yankees. But Nestor Cortez, he right as of right now, they're playing Tampa Bay. He went four point one innings, six hits, four earned runs, on three strikeouts, and he's let up three home runs. So. Is he starting? Or is yeah, he, he started tonight. He's starting. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's a starter, and he just did that. So, But all right, all right. back to you, Art. Hold on. I thought I, thought I heard something. Um, the AL Central, the Twins are back up in first uh, at 38 and 30. They're only one game up on the Guardians. Um, twins have not had a fantastic season, but they're still – eight games above 500, but the Guardians uh, have been surging lately. They have had 11 wins in their last 15 games. Back to the Twins, though. Luis Arias is leading MLB with a total batting average of .361, which is incredible. Moving on to the West, the Astros are sitting at 41-25. They're up 10 games on the rest of their division. Fuck the Astros. I know, uh, but their ace, Justin Verlander, is tied uh, with multiple other people at eight wins in first in MLB. Moving over to the National League, the in the East, our home, uh, the Mets are still ahead by five and a half games, sitting at 45 and 24, uh, and a lot of that is due to Pete Alonso is leading MLB in RBIs, and Carlos Carrasco uh, is tied with Verlander and Talon for eight wins 
moving to the Central. The Brewers are sitting at 39-30. and 30. They keep going back and forth with the Cardinals. Uh, that's going to be an exciting division to watch um, just to see who gets that first spot uh, and see who maybe has to go to the wild card. Yep, and as right now, they are playing the Cardinals. It's Brewers-Cardinals for a three-game series. Wow, that may be that may be a little telling of Let where me. the teams are. Nope, four-game series. So Cardinals versus Brewers for a four-game series. That's that can that could change a lot, or it could change absolutely nothing. <laughs> Moving on to the NL West, the Dodgers and Padres are technically tied for first. The Dodgers are sitting at forty and twenty-five, and the Padres are at forty-two and twenty-seven. The Padres have just played a total of four more games. So they are sharing the lead in the division in first place. The Dodgers have lost eight of their last 11 games, which does not bode well uh, for one of the most expensive teams in baseball. They were recently swept, uh, which we talked about recently, by the Pirates and the Giants, who the Braves are playing right now, uh, who the Braves... uh, beat the snot out of the Pirates, and the Braves are currently beating the Giants and are one game up in the series already. Uh, But to the Dodgers' credit, Tyler Anderson and Tony Gonsolin are both tied with eight wins, which is tied with those other guys for first in major leagues. Uh, And for the Padres, Joe Musgrove leads MLB with a total ERA of 1.59 in 12 quality starts. And that is your MLB full league update. Yeah, Padres are a little scary, but they did just get swept by the Rockies. Which is interesting because the the Rockies are another team similar to the Guardians, in my point of view, where they're either giving up a lot of runs or they're scoring a lot of runs. Yeah. And this was in Colorado. And you know, you know who swept uh, the Rockies in Colorado? Uh, the Braves. Yeah. So I love hearing that. All right, bringing back an old classic segment. Uh, we are bringing back Rapid Fire as we're moving into uh, the thicker part of the MLB schedule. We're going to start off with some Rapid Fire questions. You guys ready? Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, if you could pick two to three Braves uh, to vote for the All-Star, who would they be in about less than a sentence? You go first, Zach. Um, definitely Swanson. Swanson's crushing it. He has a two ninety two batting average. He probably just got it up. I Max Freed, I think he's gonna be on the Cy Long watch, the Cy Young watch. And the other one's hard. I wanna say Acuna, but he's only been back for he hasn't been back as long. So it, it would be between Acuna, Riley, and uh Darno. But I'm really leaning towards Darno just because how he's batting and how many people he's uh, picked off on steals. Yeah, the shoulder and his overall arm has improved from last year. Oh yeah, fantastic. like last year he didn't he couldn't throw this nearly this many people out and he's crushing it now. So those those would be my three. I think having reliable replacements so he's not having to sit. Uh, he doesn't have to squat behind home six or seven nights a week is really nice too. Yep. But, um, right. Who you got? I'm going to go kind of similar, but I'm going to change it up on you on one thing. Of course, uh, 
Dansby has been on fire and Freed has been on fire. I think both of them are givens. Uh, there's a lot of people I would want to suggest, but they just haven't played enough games. Like Arcia has an insane batting average. Harris has an insane batting average. Acuna, but like they just haven't played enough games in my mind to justify that, even if I am partial towards them. So the third person that I would send would be Contreras. Uh, he's hitting 284. Uh, his on-base percentage is 360. His slugging percentage is 627. I think he is better than Darno when it comes to hitting. Darno is better as a defender. Do you think Contreras would go as catching or DH? I could see him going as DH. Uh, I would not be upset with that. But to be fair, I genuinely think we could have four or five all-stars on this team. Yes, I completely agree. I, I could see us having Kyle Wright and... Do you think any of our relievers would go? So Jansen is really the only pick for relievers I would think that could go. Yeah, I, I would put Jansen was going to be probably my. So Artie, go ahead and give us loading third. Give us yours. Uh, well, I'll mimic you guys. Definitely Dansby. I mean, he is the best batting average of our, you know, multiple game players. Um, and he's leading with on base percentage and hits. Obviously, Max Freed. And then. It would be a tough one for me between Riley, just because of the RBI and the and the home run totals, Kyle Wright and Jansen. Um, for me, I would probably pick Kyle Wright, um, but Jansen, I, I mean, just as a closer, is so good and so reliable, and he's top five in major league for saves right now. So it's it's hard for me to not put him up there. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have one more person I want to bring up that was not brought up, and I was just trying to get the stats pulled up before I did it. A.J. Mintner. A 1.24 yeah. ERA, 31 games, he's 2-1. and one. Uh, He's only allowed 17 hits through 29 innings. Has 6 runs allowed in 29 innings, like... I think AJ would be great from our bullpen to go to the all-star game. Yeah. How, how did he slip our minds? Like he's one of the top relievers right now in MLB. Because we're dumb. Cause I'm too fired up about the rest of the team. Yeah. There's just so, so much to be happy about. Sorry. Yeah. I delayed rapid fire. I remembered his name and I wanted to get the stats right when I pulled them up. Yep. All right. Well, let's move on to our next segment. If you could pick one player from AL and NL for MVP, who would you pick? Rhett, you can go first. Okay, I'm going to start with my NL MVP, and I'm going to go Paul Goldsmith. Has a 349 average, a 431 on base percentage, which is wild. Has a 1073 OPS, 16 home runs, which is pretty good, but not the best, or like not leading the league in 56 RBIs. Uh, I think he's just been killing it. And, I mean, I think he can walk away with that one. And then on the other side, uh, for the AL, I think Aaron Judge has it. He leads the league in home runs. Uh, he has a 301 batting average. His on-base percentage is – or, sorry, his OPS is 1.026. Uh, 50 RBIs. He's just been crushing it for the Yankees, who, as of right now, are the hottest team in baseball. I don't think they sustain it because the Yankees tend to fall off. But – He's the best player on the best team with the most home runs. So, yeah, got to go with him. What do you have, Zach? 
Well, I literally I had the same people. I have Goldsmith and Judge. So, Artie, who you got? So, I I have to mimic you. Judge, definitely. I mean, 25 home runs this early in the season is crazy. Um, but uh, for my NL, I probably would have to go with Musgrove. Uh, the 1.59 ERA is just bananas to me. And he's playing in one of the toughest divisions in the league. So I'm going to have to go with Joe Musgrove. I, like- I think I think that I think his pitching prowess when you're going up against the Dodgers in San Francisco as much as they do, like to still have that good of stats is still just mind blowing to me. I love that pick, to be honest. I would love to see a pitcher get it this year. And yeah, his stats are nuts. All right. Last question. It might be a tough one because I honestly am puzzled with it. What position should the Braves go after for the trade deadline? Bullpen. Zach, Zach, start with you. Bullpen. I think we need better bullpen. I mean, we have Dylan Lee. We have um, Will Smith, Jensen, Colin McHugh. Tyler Matzik will come back and mentor. So, Chavez. Yes, we have Chavez. He's not. He throws strikes, which is what we need. But if we just had that one more lockdown guy like AJ Minter, who can just get strikes, three up, three down, boom, no hits, we're good to go. Chavez does, he does let up, he doesn't let in runs. He really doesn't give like a whole lot of damage, but he does let up a lot of hits. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. I I think it's, I I think it's somebody that we need that, like you said, can go three up, three down and get out of – has the, a strong enough mental to get out of bad situations um, if we're having to pull a guy in six because he gave up, you know, two or three hits. Yeah. Right. what do you think? I think our, our infield is insane. Like, we don't need to replace a single thing. At catcher, we have two amazing people that can rotate. Uh, starting pitcher, we are good for the most part as long as Morton continues – to do better and Strider continues his hot start other than today. Uh, Outfield. I think we just have so much depth in just about every position. So really the only thing that I can think to say is reliever. Like we don't even need a DH. We have five different people that are not going to be in a starting lineup all the time. That could be for a lot of teams in the league. So like we're set in everything, but reliever. And even there, we're pretty good, especially once uh, Luke Jackson comes back and I I guess just trade for some more of that. Is Luke Jackson going to be back by the end of the year or is he season done? He had uh, Tommy John, so he's probably done the whole season. Yeah, so I was thinking. But all right, Artie, who you got? Wait, Matzik was the one. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's on 15 days, so he'll be back. All right, Artie, who you got? I, again, will have to agree with you guys. I think our outfield is solid right now. I think moving Duvall over to left has made a huge difference. And, you know, even if somebody struggles out there, we still have multiple guys that can play uh, and especially can give us offense from those positions. I don't see a weakness in the infield. And honestly, 
the way that Harris and Acuna are playing, I don't see a reason to get rid of either of them. So it's really just left field if Duvall struggles. Um, other than that, yeah, just relievers. Good guys that can just go up and down and, you know, finish games against pretty much anyone. Yeah, that was a very hard question just because we're kind of firing on all cylinders right now. This is the one year that uh, I'm. we haven't had to think about this. Like, we're pretty set on just about every position. I'll say even last year we yeah. had to think about it once Acuna got out. Or like we went and traded for multiple outfielders last year that paid off really well, but we traded for three outfielders last year. Yeah. Like, I, I guess theoretically, if there was a starting pitcher available that was just lights out, maybe, I guess. But even then, that's hard to do because really we would just be replacing an all we would be replacing an already four great four or five guy rotation. Yeah. So we'd just be adding to it. It would just be, you know, I guess to reduce because the I, damage of a, you know, a bad random uh, Strider night or a bad random Luke Jackson night. Like, everybody else is great. Like, yeah, that's one cool thing about it is that you could use him for, uh, put say, Ian is going, he let up three runs in the first inning and is at, like, 30, 40, 50 pitches by the end of the second. Pull him out, put your put your reliever him in. He's basically a starter. He can go till eight, maybe nine innings. Yeah, I'm interested to see how we work Soroka back into it. Yeah. When he's healthy. Same. Because I feel like our starters are already so solid. And if you add another guy that can, if he's performing as an ace, as the same ace he was two years ago, I don't see a way that we lose a seven game series. Not at all. Especially if we have six game rotation. And even if the, on the fifth game, if the, or sixth game, if the sixth one isn't ready or isn't doing good, you can easily go back to the first guy. Like, think about how easy it would be to win a World Series if you don't have to have a bullpen game. So true. Like, that bull- is insane. I say most of the time people just think it's bullpen games, it's throwaway games. They're like, we just need to Yeah, either somehow... a bullpen game or you try to line it up to the other team's bullpen game. But imagine if you don't have to have a bullpen game, how good you can be. Like, if you've got four or five guys that you can literally just say, all right, you're pitching one, you're pitching two, you're pitching three, you're pitching four, you're pitching five, and then we have our two best to pitch game six and seven if we need it. Like, that is unheard of, and we might be able to actually pull that off. And that's why I love right now, because we have our five set. We have Freed, Strider, Wright, Ian Anderson, and Morton. Like, I know when and who is going to be pitching. And then it's like even one of the starters did mess up, and it did get turned into a bullpen game. We would have enough confidence that the rest of our starters won't, like, have to rely on the bullpen too heavily. We can easily put... Morton out there if he's playing like he did last playoffs and he'll go seven innings. That was what he was doing just about every game last year was going seven innings and Freed was doing the same. So like even if one pitcher doesn't do well in one outing, you have other pitchers to rely on that aren't going to tax the bullpen. Exactly. And like that 14 game stretch, we had that last week. I mentioned we had six inning starter, six inning starter, seven inning starter, six inning starter. Like our bullpen only had to throw three innings a game if that. And we have five six bullpen or arms that are all fresh and can easily go out there and be like yeah i got your back i'll shut them down 
The only other thing that I could think of doing for the All-Star break, or at least for the trade deadline, is if there's somebody that a team needs that we can get for a ton of money just so we can kind of pad our bank for when we're having to re-sign these guys in the next, you know, one to two years. That's really the only thing that could come to my mind as like a logical long-term thought. But for this year, we're kind of set. I, I'm pretty happy with where we are. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, we good? All right. Braves yeah. going to go back-to-back World Series. Um, Y'all have a good night. Love you. Go Braves. Mets were gaining on you. <laughs>